I am very thrilled that you're with me today because I know it's Christmas week and it may be that you're involved with a thousand things. So if you've taken time to do this, then I know that you've taken time because you really want to know the Lord better. So God bless you. And I want to talk to you today from Psalm 127. And, and I, want to, I want to talk to you about what God says about home building. And ask, a frequently asked question for, for people who move into our area or people who are looking for a house is they ask the question, who built your house? Of course, what they mean is, who is the contractor who built your house? Some contractors have a better reputation than others. And some, you don't want their, their house because you've heard that they do not build a good, solid house. But also there's another question, and that is, who has built your home? Jesus, in Matthew 7, talked about two builders, and he said those two builders were building a house. They wanted to build the same thing, but the results were far different because of the foundation upon which they built. Jesus said one built upon the sand, and when the rains and descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house, it fell. It, it fall, fell apart, and great was the fall of it, Jesus said. The other man built upon solid rock, and when the rains came and the floods came, the same rains, the same floods, and the same storms, it didn't fall because it was founded on solid rock. Jesus said, <clears throat> if you hear my words and, and act on the things that I say, you will be like the wise men, but if you don't, you'll be like the foolish men and your house will crumble. You see, a house is built by wood and stone and other materials, but only God can build a home. Listen to Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, <clears throat> the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Psalm 127 reminds us that we can allow God to build our home. We can choose God as our home builder. And, he, and the scripture says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. The first verses of the psalm remind us of the futility of not allowing God to guide us in our building of our home. He says he was the builder of the great temple to the glory of God. He knows how to build, but he knows how to build people. Our world is in a mess because people have been trying to build it without God. And today the family is falling apart in America. What we once knew as a godly Christian family where a husband and wife and children live together trusting God, praying and seeking him and living to put him first is a rarity. It's not usual at all. It's an unusual family. But it's a family that God builds and it's a family that lasts. It's a family that can stand the test of the storm. It's a family that has all the things necessary. Now, if we're going to build a home that's right and God's going to be our builder, we have to put our trust in him and know him as our Lord and Savior. And second, we've got to be filled and empowered by his spirit. That's what Ephesians 5, when it tells us through Paul, that be filled with the spirit, and it's an imperative, it's a command. What does that mean? Well, to be filled with the spirit means that because we've received Christ, he lives in us through his Holy Spirit, and he wants to control, to guide, to direct, 
to lead our lives. To be filled with the Spirit is not some emotional thing we have daily. It's a commitment that we have to allow Him to guide us and to direct us and to let Him have His way in our lives every day. You see, being filled with the Spirit is not some kind of emotion. There may be emotion involved when you really come to understand the concept. For many years in my life, or at least the early years of my Christian life, I knew that there was something desperately missing. I was serious. I was committed. I worked hard for Christ. But something was missing until God showed me that it was that I needed to just simply let his spirit control me. I was working for him instead of allowing him to work through me. And there's a world of difference because working for him is the most tiring, difficult thing in all the world because you're carrying the weight of the world on your back. You're carrying the load of the work in your arms. But when you allow him to be in control from the inside out, he's carrying it. He's carrying you too. And that makes a tremendous difference. I began to see that, and it was life-changing for me as a believer in Christ, as a husband and father, and as a preacher of the gospel. And I, I just want to say to you today that you can't function effectively in, our, in your home unless you are filled with the Spirit, unless you are letting Jesus Christ control you from the inside out on a daily basis. See, in our homes, we all have responsibilities. Paul outlined some of those in Ephesians 5, that husbands are to love their wives like Christ loved the church, and the wife is to honor her husband and, and, and follow in his direction, and she is, to, she is to respect him, and on and on. And we can't do that unless we're filled with the Spirit. And just before it talks about that, it says that both husband and wife have to be controlled by the Spirit. I, I can't do it unless God enables me to do it. You see, self demands rights. I, I want my rights. I have a right to this. And Christ demands responsibilities. And in reverence to Christ, we can yield our rights to him, and he can be in control. Each of us in the home must be controlled by the Spirit. The wives uh, can experience that, and they can they can make such a difference. The husbands can experience that. And God can do mighty things in the, in the family that is submissive. Even the children can be that. And in each of us, the, these responsibilities can come to fruition. We also have to not only let the Lord build our house, our home, but we have to allow him to guard our home. Notice he says in, in this psalm, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen keep it keep watch in vain. You and I cannot provide protection in a day of terrorists and accidents and everywhere violence and crime, then we have to have the Lord there. Moffat translates this, unless the eternal guards the towers, the sentries are on guard in vain. Many are trying to provide the direction and protection for their family and many worry and fret about it all of the time because they're afraid to let their kids go out. They're afraid to send them to school. They're afraid something may happen. <clears throat> but the scripture says we can't do it. It's vain for us to rise up early and retire late. And we can labor and work and do everything we know to do, but we have to give ourselves and our family to the Lord. We have to trust ourselves to his care and keeping. We have to put ourselves in his hands. So I'm asking you today, 
Just give yourself, give your family, give your kids, give everything you have in commitment to Christ. Ask him to control you from the inside out and watch him work. I hope you have a great day.